the pitch. Swing and a base hit to left center field. And Camellia's going to score. This game is over. On an RBI hit by Mickey Poole. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me. This is Pat Gordon of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Coming at you with our second Philadelphia Baseball Review College Baseball Podcast. I got to do something about that name. Um, either way, it's our local college baseball show that flies under the flag of the Philadelphia Baseball Review Podcast. And this is episode number two. All right. Joining me here today will be, uh, first off, Brian Torsani of Arcadia. Uh, the Knights are off to a fantastic 5-1 star coming off of an impressive weekend down at the Mary Washington Tournament. Uh, knocking off Mary Washington, Stevenson, and uh, Washington College this past weekend. Uh, so basically going 3-0 and there. Uh, winning their final two games against University of Mary, Washington, and Stevenson uh, by a combined 19 and nothing total. Um, Knights look good, look really good. It's early one, but they look good sitting there at 5-1. They will play a uh, series with Penn State Harrisburg this weekend before heading down Next, next weekend for the Snowbird Classic beginning on March 12th. So we'll talk with Brian Torsani to get a little bit of insight into the uh, nights and, and how things are going at Arcadia. And then also joining me today will be Wyatt Hensler, um, <laughs> third baseman, University of Penn, made himself known this past weekend, outstanding with the bat six for 10 against Texas A&M to help lead the Quakers to a two of three series win over a, a perennial SEC power in the Aggies. Um, really turned some heads there. It was nice to see some publicity thrown pens way from Baseball America and from D1Baseball.com. They're, they're seeing what, what I know and what many others in this area know, that the pen program is for real. It isn't just a bunch of brains uh, you know, posing as baseball players. This team is legit. They have been legit for quite some time. Uh, John and his, his staff should be very, very proud of what they have there. It's, um, you know, a, a, a model program. It truly is. And, and Wyatt, um, such a gentleman, and you'll get to hear him later on in the show talking about his time down at Texas A&M and College Station and what it was like, uh, you know, just getting on the field. Last year, the Quakers played 14 games, I believe, against just local teams. Again, you're talking, I think, of the 14 games, seven may have been against LaSalle. And then you got a few against Villanova, I think one or two against Delaware. And that was it. And, uh, you know, for the Quakers to really go out and go across country, go down south, and knock off an SEC team, something they haven't done since 1920s, um, just, again, speaks to the talent level when that team. So you think about it, right? Most of these teams in the Northeast are hardly outside, all right? When they are outside, the weather's cruddy most of the time. Um, so sometimes the, those first swings early on in the season – they're tough, and, and, and to think that they went down and, and knocked off Texas A&M for two games uh, in that three-game set is pretty awesome. So we'll talk to Wyatt and get a, a feel for his uh, expectations on the year and what he's looking for uh, in a few moments. So I'm recording this here. It's Tuesday night, late at night. Uh, this will be coming out Wednesday morning. Just wanted to throw a couple scores out here. Uh, Kyle Lindsay over at Delvale making his coaching debut, head coaching debut with the Aggies. Uh, knocked off Immaculata 6-2. Six, six 
Uh, Immaculata now is 0-3 on the year. Uh, Timmy Laylis finished 2-4 for four with two RBIs. Uh, Gage Ambruster collected three hits and an RBI for the Aggies. Um, it'll be good to see what, what Kyle can do over, um, you know, at Delvale. They've had a rough go over the past two, uh, two or so seasons. So the Aggies will be back in action on Sunday against Gwinnett Mercy. Uh, the Max will face Rutgers Camden on the road on Thursday. Other D2 or D3 action here, Widener. <laughs> this team, I've, I've been saying this, they are one of the most fun teams in this area to watch um, and, and to follow this year. They're down 4 nothing against Milwaukee Engineering in a seven-inning game. Score four runs. Anthony Baccio and Matt Sampson drove in a pair of runs in the seventh. And then Aaron Newble uh, delivered a walk-off blow, solo shot in the extra frame to give the Pride a 5-4 win. Uh, this team, their record doesn't indicate it. They are a legit team. Knocked off Salisbury, played Cortland very closely earlier uh, in the season. They are serious. All right, so look look for Widener to make some noise later on in the season. Again, a 5-4 win there over Milwaukee Engineering. A couple other D3 scores here from today. Gwyneth Mercy knocked off Valley Forge 13-1. And Jake Martell and Brett Swire uh, kind of leading the charge there for the Griffins. Uh, Rowan took out Swarthmore 11-4. Cabrini knocked off Newport News Apprentice School 9-2. Earlier today, we released our uh, D2 and D3 um, Offensive Player and Pitcher of the Week. D2, <laughs> Westchester sweeping the awards here uh, just like they did last week. Uh, this time, Keith Flaherty taking Offensive Player of the Week, finished 8-for-11 with a pair of homers, four doubles, eight RBIs. Uh, he's hitting 577 on the season, 14 uh, RBIs already with three dingers, uh, at OPS approaching uh, 1.8. Uh, the guy's just on fire right now, as is most of the Rams' offense, by the way. Um, that team has outscored their opponents through six games, 79-10. to 10. 79-10. to 10. So Westchester, <laughs> do not want to be facing them. Uh, Joey Sperone, who... Was our pitcher of the week last year to D2 uh, level. Takes it again this week. Um, Tossed seven scoreless innings against University of Sciences on Sunday. Scattering just four hits, six strikeouts. He's now thrown 11 scoreless innings on the season. His whip is sitting there at a 0.36. Um, yeah, the Rams look legit. So they're heading down to the USA Baseball Complex down in North Carolina uh, for a weekend tournament. They'll face Franklin Pierce. Uh, College of St. Rose, who they've already thrashed, and then uh, Frostburg, Frostburg State. So Westchester just kind of playing around with everybody here in the region at the D2 level. Um, heading down to D3, and we'll talk to Brian Torsani, as I mentioned momentarily here. Uh, Arcadia sweeping the awards, and uh, deservedly so. Justin Maciejo had a fantastic weekend, finishing 7 for 13. Four runs scored, three RBIs, a pair of stolen bases. He's hitting 444 in a year, seven RBIs, posting an OPS of 1.1145, just leading the, the the Knights at the plate. And then on the mound, Hunter Curley put together uh, a complete game shutout over Mary Washington on Saturday. Uh, scattered just six hits, collected four strikeouts, didn't walk a batter. His ERA on the year is at 1.42. Um, through 12-plus innings, uh, opponents hitting just 217 off of him. Hunter Curley, uh, a name to keep an eye on at the D3 level on the mound as the season progresses. I think he also has a couple stolen bases, too, for for the Knights. Plays a role um, you know, in that offense as well. So uh, a dual threat there, 
Hunter Curley with Arcadia. All right, so with that said, I want to get into um, our our conversations for this week. Again, throughout the throughout the next couple weeks, going to change this up a little bit, see how things work. Again, this is new, trying this out with this this weekly format, weekly show. Um, you know, so feedback's definitely appreciated. Send that over my way. Hit me up on Twitter, P Gordon PBR. Send an email, P Gordon at Philadelphia Baseball Review dot com. Um, you know, however you get a hold of me, Facebook doesn't really matter. Uh, let me know what you want to hear, and let me know how things are going there. All right, so we're going to continue to cover the Philadelphia region at all levels. Um, doesn't look like Major League Baseball is coming back anytime soon. Um, dropping a note on that here right now that it's uh, it doesn't look good. The, the, the uh, owners, everybody left. They're, they're all going away from Florida. Uh, there's a possibility that they'll meet later this week uh, up in New York. It's just, if you hear the... Um, the words that the two sides are using, it just doesn't feel like anything's going to get done. Um, and what's this nonsense about larger bases? Come on, man, larger bases. We don't need larger bases in Major League Baseball. I don't even know what that's about. Um, the pitch clock, I'm just so tired of pitch clocks and all these absurd ideas, um, you know, expanding the playoffs and no shifts. And it's just, hey, it's more of a reason to love college baseball, right? If anything else, uh, what I hope this does for the game at the amateur level is it, it brings more of a spotlight to it. So outlets like the Philadelphia Baseball Review or Baseball America or D1 Baseball or D3Baseball.com, you know, all these outlets can continue to thrive a bit, um, you know, with this coverage of, of the college game that is so, so great, so great to see. So, all right, with that said, I'll pass it over to um, the next spot here, which is going to be a, uh, a brief sit down with, Arcadia head coach Brian Torasani. All right, so I'm joined here with Brian Torasani from Arcadia. Brian, hell of a weekend uh, for you guys in the nights, huh? Yeah, thank you, Pat. It was uh, it was good to get into some warm weather and you know get a chance to play against three good teams, and uh, you know we were fortunate to come home with three wins. So definitely a good weekend for us. How important is it early on to kind of to get a good start, especially you know this tough northeast weather? You're heading down to Florida soon. You know, a good chance to get out there and see what you have, I guess, right? Yeah, the first couple weekends have been great. I mean, we got to go down to, to Methodist in Fayetteville, North Carolina, you know, two weekends ago. And then, you know, down to Mary Washington in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia last weekend. So, um, you know, it's been nice to get out and play six games and kind of take a look at, uh, you know, what we have on the roster and, and kind of put start to put some of the pieces together. So definitely been advantageous for us to get out here early before, you know, the Florida trip and, and certainly before conference play and, and, and start to see how things are shaping up for us. Now walk us through uh, how your starting pitching has been great. Walk us through what you're seeing there. You have two guys named Hunter on the team uh, in the rotation. It has to, um, you know, ha- you have to be liking what you're seeing there. Yeah, our, our, our starting pitching was particularly good this past weekend. Obviously, uh, Hunter Hunter Curley went uh, complete game shutout, you know, against Mary Washington, and and it was just fantastic. Um, was right around 100 pitches in nine innings, which is uh, pretty efficient, and uh, just filled up the zone and. He's doing a really good job. He's he's uh, he actually swings the bat for us as well. So he's a he's a two way guy. So he helps us out in a, in a number of different ways. And then, you know, Hunter Sibley's been a, a big addition for us at the mid year transfer from Coastal Carolina, and and uh, he's he's been as advertised. You know, he's he's upper eighties, low nineties with a power breaking ball, and and just been able to come in and really give us a shot in the arm. You know, at the front of the rotation. So we're super excited about those two guys, and and uh, 
you know, and, and putting the rest, it, it just really helps fit the rest of the pieces together on the pitching staff when you have two guys that can go deep into a game and, and save the bullpen and, and it makes life a lot easier for the head coach, that's for sure. Yeah, especially I assume with the trip down to Florida, you'll be playing a bunch of games back to back and, you know, the double headers, it, it helps you immensely, I'm sure, knowing who your two, you know, your horses are this early on. I know there's a lot of programs where, they don't really know yet. You know, it's still that feeling out process. Not so much for you. Yeah, no. And, and it's nice. Both of these guys have, you know, have some track record and, and uh, you know, ha- have a little bit of history behind them. So you kind of know what to expect. And, and they've been living up to those expectations so far. So. All right. And then, you know, offensively, tell me a little bit about, you know, Alex and Justin, they've been, you know, killing it for you. Uh, at the plate, I think they're both hitting 444 um, and just leading the charge. So walk us through how important it is to have two guys like that in your lineup. Yeah, they're they're just both phenomenal players. It's nice to have a double play combination that, you know, not only flashes good defense, but but also helps you out, you know, offensively too. Alex has been our leadoff hitter, you know, since last year. And, and he's just, uh, he's a terror, man. He, he just causes a lot of havoc. He's fast. He hits left-handed. He, he's starting to flash a little more power, um, you know, so he's always a threat to uh, – hit a double or triple or, or, or walk and steal a base. I mean, he's just been really, really a catalyst for us, you know, at the top of the order. And, and Justin is just steady Eddie. I mean, he, he's hitting a three hole for us. Um, there's nobody we'd rather have up at the dish with two outs and a guy in scoring position. He just always seems to come through, you know, in the big moments. And, uh, you know, he's worked really hard to, uh, to kind of get back where he was in 2020 when the season ended and, and, uh, he looks really good so far early on. So yeah, those two guys have done a nice job carrying our offense so far. Now, another big part of your offense, and I talked to you before the season began, is the speed. You know, and Hunter has, Hunter Curley has seven stolen bases already, just what, six games in. I think you have 30 or 32 in the year. How big of a, a role is is speed for you? And is that something we're going to continue to see? Yeah, I think that's kind of been the hallmark of our program here in the last few years. And, and, uh, you know, we, we definitely play a little bit of a unique style where we run a, a little bit more than other teams and we bunt and we do some other things that uh, you might not see on a, on a day-to-day basis from some other programs. So that, that's always been a big part of our game. We feel like it creates a lot of pressure on the opposition. And at the end of the day, we tell our guys, like, we, we want the pitcher fighting two battles all the time. And, and that's with the base runner on base and the hitter at the plate, which is, is tough to do. So, you know, we've been, uh, we've run at a high percentage so far this year, which is our goal. And, and, uh, Hopefully we can keep that going moving forward. Now walk us through here, Brian, what you have coming up. So you have uh, what Penn State Harrisburg for a couple games, then you head down south. Yeah, yeah. So we have another three game series uh, this weekend with Penn State Harrisburg. It was an NCAA tournament team last year, so that'll be a, a good test for us um, for sure. And we'll get to, to have our home opener on Saturday at Skip Wilson Field, which will be uh, exciting uh, for the guys, absolutely. And then uh, yeah, and then the following weekend we head down to Florida and. You know, we play some. Uh, we play a pretty good schedule. We play a number of teams that that have been in the College World Series recently that that are kind of always in the national polls, and and uh, I think we kicked that trip off with uh, with Heidelberg uh, and Denison from Ohio, who both uh, you know both are, are pretty good programs, and so that'll be a good week for us. And and we come back a little bit earlier than uh, than uh, we usually do, just because we open up our conference at the end of that week against King. So, um, you know, the season is, is fast upon us at this point. It is. It's going very quickly. Yeah. There's teams, I think Widener played like their ninth or 10th game today. It's, it's crazy how yeah. quickly things are going. But, Absolutely. you know, the uh, 
the good news with that, um, you know, unfortunately, if you read the headlines with regard to MLB, uh, the spotlight's going to be on you guys for quite some time, it appears. Yeah, I saw that today, and uh, it's certainly disappointing. Obviously, being a baseball guy, I, I enjoy Major League Baseball, so hopefully they can get this all figured out. But it is a nice uh, it, it is a nice way to highlight college baseball. I think there's so many good programs out there at all different levels. And, I mean, being in the Philadelphia area, I mean, shoot, you can go see a college baseball game. Probably most people don't have to drive more than 20 minutes to, uh, to go yeah. see a game somewhere. So that, that hopefully will attract some more people out at our games, and, and it's a good brand of baseball. Very true. This trip to Florida, how excited are you and the boys? I mean, were you, you, did you, you didn't go last year, correct? No, it's been, we hadn't gone in two years. We were about two yeah. days away from going when, when COVID first happened in 2020. And uh, the guys are super excited. I mean, it's something that, uh, like you said, they haven't had, they haven't had a chance to do yet. Uh, minus our senior class who's gone once and, and uh, you know, it's just so much fun. I mean, there it's great fields and great competition and, there's some division one games going on down, down where we play at. And so you get a, a pretty good crowd and a good atmosphere. So, uh, and like, like I said, we're going to play some, some pretty good teams. So we'll, it'll be a really good uh, measuring stick for, for where our program's at. And just a, uh, I'm just happy our guys are going to be able to experience it this year. No, I think that's awesome. Well, look, Ryan, I wish you the best of luck uh, this weekend. And then with your upcoming trip to uh, Florida, and we're definitely going to continue to keep tabs on you guys. Um, continued success. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate it, and we appreciate all you do for uh, Philadelphia baseball. All right, so I'm joined here with Wyatt Hensler. Uh, <laughs> impressive, impressive opening weekend for you, Wyatt. Third baseman with uh, University of Penn, sophomore out of uh, Emmaus, right? Yep, Emmaus, Pennsylvania. I'm over in the Lehigh Valley. Awesome, awesome. Good to see. Good to see that area represented here. So, walk us through um, College Station. Your first taste of of college baseball, aside from, you know, the fourteen games that Penn was limited to last year here, and basically just playing the same teams in in the region just because of COVID. Walk me through what that was like going out to College Station and then putting up, you know, fantastic numbers. I think you were six for ten, a couple RBIs, a couple of runs scored. Walk me through what that was like for you. Yeah, it was awesome. I think obviously um, going in there, it was all about the it was all about the team effort, and if. You know, if one of one or two of us or a few of us have a really good individual performance, we don't come out with a win that that weekend means a lot less. So um, and it means nothing. So, um, you know, the game, the game took a lot of different contributions from a lot of guys in a lot of different ways. And uh, we went in there confident and we took care of business. And I don't think, like I said earlier, um, I just don't think anyone was really surprised by the outcome. I think we went in there prepared and, and we're confident in our preparation. So um, but, yeah, really cool experience. It was a great opening start. Um, so just hoping to carry that into our uh, our spring break trip coming up in a few days. Had to be a neat feeling, Wyatt. I'm sure after the, especially after uh, you know the first game, you go on Twitter and you see you know some of the national writers, Baseball America, and some other places, you know, kind of touting Penn, but also you a little bit. It's pretty cool, I guess, to see your name uh, up in the lights like that, huh? Yeah, no, it is, and for sure. And I think on a separate note too. There's, it's really cool what uh, what uh, which, with, with, uh, what Hunter Tobbs has been able to do with our social media, and I think that's really broadcasted all of us out individually and as a team and really bringing a, uh, a new fan base to our program this, in this past couple of weeks. I think we gained a lot of followers, and which is really cool. Um, props to him again for all the work he's done with that. Um, but, yeah, no, it's cool. To, the accolades are cool and whatnot, but, again, like I said, you know, it's all about the team win and to be able to get our team out there and get their, you know, you know, increase our credibility is, is really important. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, go move, sorry, going forward, we'll understand like, you know, we're, we're here, we're not here to play around We're you know, we're here to get some stuff done. So, um, yeah, it's really cool to, like I said, open up with a great series win like that. I think that showed everyone what we're about. 
I love it. Why I also love the shout out to your social media guy because you are one hundred percent correct. What's the guy's name running it? Uh, Hunter Tobbs. He's a he's a he's from Temple actually. He's a he's an intern. So yeah, he's he's, he's the man. He's a he's a he's a team favorite for sure. And and uh, I think he's making a lot of people laugh, but also bringing a lot of attention to our program. And you know you know the updates he gives are great, but also I think he brings some humor to it, which is really funny. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and who you know he's an intern now. I know you said, but he's. You know, as somebody that's been in the baseball and media industry for a while, he will be hired. <laughs> He's uh, he does a great job, and I love what he does. He gives personality, right? And this is this is a big thing, Wyatt, that I really want to try and do for college baseball in the area and and just baseball in general to help grow it, to kind of make it more than just the game on the field, make it entertaining, right? I'm not interested in, you know, I actually hate all these bogus rules, runners on second base to start extra innings and. You know, I think I heard earlier uh, larger bases at the major league level, like whatever. I don't need any of that nonsense, but I do need more people like your guy running social media in the baseball world. I think he's awesome. Yeah. And and, and yeah, there's there's so many different values that that brings. And I think it makes it more, it makes it exciting for, you know, all the all the fans and all the parents and friends and family. Right. But at the same time, uh, you know, it, it draws in new recruits. It draws new attention. Yep. We get maybe we get some more fans at games and stuff like that. So. There's a lot of different aspects that um, to that that we haven't seen in a long time. So I think it's really cool to see some of that some of that social media boost. Yeah, no, absolutely. So why? What was it like for you boarding that plane heading out to College Station? You know, last year you played 14 games. Again, I, as I said earlier, they were all local. You know, you were the only Ivy League school that played. That's a credit, I think, to John and and what he's done with this program. You know, to get you guys games and and you know how important you know, and how good the college scene is here in Philadelphia, but that's a whole other conversation. What was going through your mind, you know, the plane ride, getting there, seeing another team, you know, and it being a Texas A&M team that, you know, is, is sort of an SEC power. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, it was, I mean, it was, it was somewhat intimidating. I mean, we got there the first night, um, we got to practice um, Thursday night prior to our Friday, our first game on Friday. So, um, which was really cool. I mean, a lot of, a lot of excitement, you know, especially since, we haven't had a true season in two years. Obviously, last year was my first, you know, small, small taste of it. And it was really different, too, because I've personally never been to Texas, again, from Pennsylvania. So I'm really familiar with all the local schools you play. I know guys on all the teams and everything. So it was cool to go down and play, like you said, a nice, you know, a powerhouse and uh, and uh, play against a lot of different people that I had no idea who they were. So I think that that was a really cool experience. And, yeah, like you said, credit to Coach Coach Yurkow. He's done an awesome job. I know he scheduled this. I think he said around four years ago, you know, yeah. just seeing the trajectory of our program and, you know, making sure we were ready for the challenge. And I think, um, I think he did an awesome job of doing that. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. The Penn program has really been, um, you know, a highlight of mine, especially the last couple of years, the way, you know, the talent that, that John recruits, the the players that you have. And then, you know, I mean, you just need to look when COVID came, you know, and unfortunately the roster kind of had to, Everyone went their own separate way. You had guys who went to Notre Dame, to Rice, to, um, you know, plenty of other North Carolina or Duke, plenty of big time programs, not like some, you know, mid-major places. Um, you know, and that's a tribute again to to kind of the culture, I guess, at Penn and then also the work that John and his recruiting staff have done. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think they really prioritize the culture, like you said, and, you know, bringing in guys that are obviously it's tough, high academic here as well. So I think he's done a really good job of bringing in guys that are really well-rounded and really does a great job of shaping us to, you know, to go on to the next level while also doing a really good job here and performing here. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, credits, credit, credit to him and 
you know, all the work that him and Coach Sant and Coach Schwartz have done and all the volunteer assistance we've had over the years that have gotten the program to where it is now, where, you know, we're, we just, we just took down a, we just took down Texas A&M in a series win. So, um, like you said, huge credit to them. Now, why, what will make this season, you know, a success for you? What is it that you're looking to, you know, get out of this year? I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know off the top how many games you have on the schedule this year, but, you know, given that it's going to be your first full season with ballpark 40, 45, 50 games, you know, that can that can be a drain. What are you looking to, you know, if how would you define success for yourself this year, um, you know, coming into this being your your second year? Yeah, I mean, I think a huge part, like you said, just the lack of playing time over the past couple of years and and as well as jumping into a big schedule with, you know, all spring, right into all summer and then back into the fall season, I think big thing for me is just staying healthy and you know trusting the process that that the coaches are putting in front of us and preparing us for so i mean ultimately personal personal goals are like you said like i'd probably just staying healthy and you know doing the best i can without putting too much pressure on myself and understanding that when when everyone's at their best is when they're competing for their team so that's my ultimate goal is, t- is our team goals so um i think when you when you see when you see those as your as the focal point, you know sometimes some personal accolades come with that. And sure, so so I'm sure, I'm sure that might sound cliche, but at the same time, I think ultimately, you know, when an individual player is at their best is when they're really competing for the team and putting the team first, and that's when some of the personal stuff comes. So, um, not not trying to look at it in a selfish way at all, just you know trying to do what I can to prepare and do what it takes to help this team win. I love it, Wyatt, and that's the sign of a successful young man, man. So good job, good job on that. So this weekend, what you got? Uh, four games down at Wofford. Yep. So I think we got we got Wofford, and then we got College of Charleston and Winthrop. I'm not sure exactly if that's the right order, um, <laughs> but I know that's what we got um, from a t- for a ten day period. So getting through some midterms right now, and then uh, we're heading out early Thursday morning, um, and then we I think we play Friday night. We got a four game series at with uh, with Wofford. So just. You know, got back out there today um, after a long day of travel yesterday, and uh, you know, starting to fine tune some stuff in preparation for the for that for that series. So we're getting really excited. I think spring break's gonna be really fun. Um, you know, more travel, which is which is exciting, and it's at the same time draining. So I think just trying to really prepare myself. You know, eating well, um, sure. sleeping the right rest, and uh, yeah, just preparing and doing the best we can heading into that. All right, why? Well, look, I'll let you get back to your midterms. I know you can't wait to do that. And I'd, I'd much rather be talking with you. I, I got to be honest, but yeah, it's just what you got to do to get on the field, right? That's true. That's true. Wide Hensler, buddy. Thank you for your time, man. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good trip and uh, enjoy. Enjoy.